What's up, guys? Welcome to I Do Podcast, where we interview the world's leading relationship, marriage, dating, and self-help experts. Whether you're single, dating, married, or struggling in a relationship, we're here to help give you the tools to succeed. And we are so glad you have joined us today. And if you are a weekly listener, you probably noticed that last week, instead of two episodes like we usually put out, we only put out one. And the reason for that, and we're going to be going to one per week, and we'll be releasing them on Wednesdays, at least for the next month or so. We are moving across country temporarily, but... We will be packing up at the uh, end of February, and we have a lot of packing. <laughs> we have a little one, uh, almost one and a half now. And so just for the sake of our sanity, we still want to be bringing you great stuff, but we are going to do it once per week on Wednesday. The value is still going to be great. We're still going to have the same great guests, and we always love hearing your feedback. So let us know how you're liking the shows and just wanted to give you a heads up that we'll be going once a week. Yeah. And hopefully as soon as we get back settled, we'll be going back to twice a week. So we appreciate you guys so much for listening, and uh, if you have any ideas for shows or any questions you have, just uh, send us an email, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Info at idopodcast.com. And today we welcome Sandra Fisher, and Sandra brought a ton of knowledge and great stuff for us today. She has a background in the corporate world where she does communication, teamwork, building exercises, and more recently, she noticed that all of these things she was working on in the corporate world apply to personal intimate relationships. And so she created a card game uh, that recently came out and has worked with individuals in relationships. But this card game is really cool. It's called Relationship Reveal and kind of tools to, to help get to know yourself and know your partner. And that's kind of what we talk about in today's show is how to get to know yourself and how that can be so valuable in a relationship because if you don't really know what you want or what you're looking for if you're single you're going to have trouble in a relationship because nothing's going to really satisfy you because you don't even know what it is you're looking for and Sandra gives us these tools to have the difficult conversations because oftentimes I, I love this quote and I mentioned it in the interview but it's something along the lines of success in life is measured by the amount of difficult conversations we have and it's so true that we can just kind of cruise not have the difficult conversation in the relationship and you know you run into problems whereas if you address the issue communicate with your partner it is going to be better for both of you and your relationship is going to thrive so definitely listen for those tools from sandra and today we'll be playing you out with the song We Are Kings from the band The Hip Abduction, and it's from their album One Less Sound. And as always, we appreciate you guys so much for listening and supporting us. And if you would like to support us in other ways, you can check out the show notes page or the podcast description for a couple links. One of those is Amazon.com. When you click on that link, we get a small percentage of what you buy on Amazon. AudibleTrial.com, get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. So check out some of the resources on our website, 
all the show notes page mentioned, uh, all the resources that our guests recommend. So check that out. You can find at least one of those books on audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. And lastly, patreon.com forward slash I do podcast. We've created different rewards uh, for supporting us. So there is an option for as little as $2 a month. Every little bit counts. And so we appreciate the We appreciate it so much, and we hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. We've given our listeners a little overview of your diverse background, so why don't you give us a little bit more information and tell us why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Wow, it's a yeah, it's been a rather interesting road to uh, get to this place in in my career and my life. But I really, ever since I was a little girl, have always really had a, a passion for understanding how uh, people interact with each other and and what makes it successful, what makes it less than successful, and just how to get people to connect in more meaningful ways. Um, and you know, I've always really been interested in my educational background has been a lot in looking at across various cultures and identity development. Um, and then of course, how all of those, those different cultures connect with each other and, and understand each other. How do we work together? So, uh, at one point about eight years ago, I talked to a girlfriend and we were talking about relationships and just how challenging they are. And wouldn't it be great to take a tool that we had, in our corporate world, um, in, in focusing on competencies, what skills people needed to be successful in different companies and in their jobs. And what if we applied that to relationships and really identified what skills they needed um, and gave people a really a hands-on interactive tool. And so that, that moment kind of started a whole new journey for me in, in helping people be more successful in their most intimate partnerships. And it's actually expanded way beyond that. I mean, the, the, the stuff that I do works with families and friendships and um, with our kids and, and sharing values and things like that. So it's it's been an incredible journey uh, to get to this place, but I love it. I love seeing people have those aha moments in their relationships that um, just create that, that sense of connection and, and meaning and happiness. That's awesome. And I think we're going to give ourselves and our listeners some aha moments today with the value you're going to bring. And we want to kind of zero in on the top qualities and skills that you see in successful couples and the things that couples can do. And then, But even if you're single, these are going to be things you want to have in mind so that when you are in a relationship, you have these skills. So let's just kind of start there. And, and what are some of the key qualities to bring into a relationship if you want it to be successful? Well, I mean, I think pretty universally when you look across all of the information about relationships and and what makes them successful, it comes down to a a couple of things. um, And those would be trust and respect. And so do you trust yourself? Do you trust your partner? Um, Do you respect yourself? Do you respect your partner? Um, And Getting underneath those two things and how you build them is really where the good the good juice is because I think we can all nod our heads and say, yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. But it's getting out there and, and actually building that um, that that is is really meaningful. 
so I, I think some of the, the main places to start for me are really, you know, knowing yourself, um, knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, what you want out of your life, what you want out of your partnership, how you communicate, what your life history is, because that's all the stuff that you bring into your relationship. And, and having a real intimate knowledge of yourself, um, I think, is one of the best things you can bring to a relationship and making that investment in, in finding that information out. Um, and along with that, these, these two go hand in hand, but they're very different. Um, and the other part of that is knowing your value, knowing that you are uh, worthwhile and believing truly that you are deserving of a great relationship. You're deserving of love and affection and that deep inside you are open to receiving that. Um, and those two kind of hold hands together. And if you can bring those two things to your relationship, I think you're uh, miles ahead and it's a great place to start. Yeah. And so often, you know, we think of relationship advice and a lot of people might be pointing to their partner and, and that they're the problem. Mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes it's you have to look within and, and that the problem might not be right. completely coming from you, but it takes two to be in a relationship. And it is so hard sometimes to be introspective and, and take a step back and look at ourselves. So what are kind of some tools that our listeners can use to really examine uh, these things about ourselves? Yeah, and as you were talking, I thought of a, an old boss of mine used to have a, a great saying, you know, when you point the finger at somebody else, look at how many fingers are pointing back at you. And, um, and so I always, I always think of that, and it, I was just reminded of it. Um, some of the tools uh, are really, um, some of them are actual tools where you can go out and, and you look at things like, what is your Myers-Briggs? Um, you, people will do this often in a corporate environment and, and you'll do it as part of team building and things like that. But you can go out and do it on your own um, or in a personal growth class or with a coach. We'll often have these kinds of tools where you really can look at how do you approach the world? Um, what is your style in the world? How do you make decisions? How do you think about things? How do you approach things? Um, and that really can be super valuable because then you can, if your partner does the same, you can see how do those styles interact? What is your communication style? For example, in Myers-Briggs, um, it's an extrovert or, or introvert. And a lot of it comes down to where do you get your energy and how do you think about interacting with people. So an extrovert might be more prone to wanting to talk through problems out loud. They think out loud and they're going to do better doing that one on, uh, you know, with another person or even with multiple people. Whereas someone who's more of a, of the introvert um, type of personality would be um, wanting just to think about it on their own first, come up with some solutions and answers, and then bring that back to their partner. So if you've got a partner who's an E and a partner who's an I, then those two coming together, um, if they, without that information, it's going to probably cause some conflict and, and some struggle because one's going to be like, hey, can we talk this out? And the other's going to be like, yeah, I need to go back here for a couple of hours, think about it, and then I can come back to you. Um, and if you can't articulate that very well, you can end up with that conflict spiral of feeling like you've disappointed your partner, your own needs aren't met. So 
finding a tool similar to Myers-Briggs or other types like it can be very, very helpful to begin that journey. Um, spending time by yourself, reading, writing, journaling, um, exploring, you know, answering some basic questions about, you know, what is my story? How did I get here? Uh, one of the the, the cards in the in the product that I created is called Challenge Convention. And part of that challenging convention is what were you socialized to believe about relationships? And the more you can kind of delve into what do I really believe? What did I learn from my parents? What did I learn from society? Did that does that jive with what I truly believe? Um, and, and what do I want to bring and what kind of great relationship do I want to create versus just recreating something else? So understanding all of that through just exploration, you can do it with a counselor, a coach, a spiritual advisor. There's lots of different ways to do it. Um, and I think that's for the kind of knowing yourself part. When you get into the know your value part, Oftentimes that's really best done with a counselor and, and it, finding ways to explore how do, you know, how do you respond to things can answer some of those questions. What's really important to you? Um, how do you feel if someone tells you that you're, they don't agree with you, for example? What, does, what is the emotional response in you? So really looking at what some of your emotional responses are can help you get to that kernel of information is, is really how, how lovable do I feel? Those are all such valuable things that our listeners can do. And I hope that they're, they're asking themselves these questions because even if you're in a comfortable place with yourself or in your relationship, these are important things because we're, we're constantly evolving that, that we're revisiting and, and trying to understand. And, and I love how you kind of come from the corporate background and working with corporations and communications and team building. And so like a lot of the things we talk about on this show, it's relationships and, and particularly romantic relationships, but these things can be applied to, as you mentioned earlier, our family relationships and then certainly in work. It's it's really kind of almost universal in, in how we deal with other humans, but it's particularly important with one that lives with you and you're spending, you know, a good portion of your of your life with. I think that's why it's so magnified. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I talk about, um, you know, in terms of what can you, you know, what advice, what are do successful relationships do? And I I think they figure out how to invest in those relationships all the time. And so one of the reasons that I got into this business was that, you know, it was the place that for so many people held the most meaning in their lives, but at the same time they had the least number of tools and they, they didn't know how to make those daily investments and they didn't really recognize the importance of it. So, you know, when you're just starting out as a couple um, and you're just starting out in your marriage and I would suggest people do it from day one is really understanding what investments are important to you. Um, and what does it look like that when someone is investing in you? What What is the most meaningful? And for some people, it's going to be, um, you know, little little actions along the way, demonstrations of affection, and I think those are important for everyone. Um, but they'll be different for different people. Some people want to hear it verbalized. Other people just want to do it. And so really getting under the hood and, and, and asking each other and yourself, 
what does that look like for me, those daily investments? And um, it's the small things, I think, that add up. So uh, when, you know, you talked a little bit about the corporate world, we invest in ourselves there. Um, We invest in our careers. We learn. We grow. And so how in our relationships can we then also transfer that information into ongoing learning and growing? And so I think those are part of those daily daily and bigger investments that we can make in our relationships. It kind of sounds like the investment terminology is similar to um, what we've heard reference a lot is knowing your love language mm-hmm. and how your your spouse or your partner reacts uh, and how they like to be treated. So I think that's really interesting and so important that you do understand what their investment or what their love language it is because it's so valuable to have a successful relationship to know those tools. Yeah, it, it, I think those love languages are important. Um, and also kind of understanding, um, you know, a lot of people get married to, well, this is my love language and I want to see it coming to me this way. Um, and I think it really has to be looking both ways at what is la- the language that your partner is speaking and what is the language that I speak and then how can we learn each other's languages and so I don't just say, okay, you know, I, what, what's meaningful to me is you send me flowers, but in, so unless you send me flowers, then I'm not going to believe what you say. You're not making that investment in me, whereas they're speaking a love language every single day about how they feel about you. So it's, it's really kind of in that way, meeting in the middle. And if you can meet in the middle there um, and help each other, you know, read each other, then I think it's really valuable. Yeah, I like that point to not be so married to, you know, hopefully you are, our listeners are discovering what their love language is and how or how they receive love because that is so important. But then not, like you said, not saying like holding that against your partner if they're not perfect in in expressing it that way it's a process if this was easy we wouldn't have you on the show we wouldn't (laughs) we wouldn't have a show people would all just have great relationships it is a constant even for people that are happy now and they're listening to this the more tools you can have because it's not if it's when you run into conflict one run into something affecting your relationship then the more easily you'll be able to deal with it and i just want to kind of touch on We've talked about it before, but you mentioned investing in our professional relationships and uh, like in a, in a corporate sense. And it's funny how a lot of us were in this mentality, you know, make money and and are going up the corporate ladder. And it's certainly important. Um, and we're willing to take courses and, and read books and and get a master's degree in order to to either do what you love more or, or maybe make more money and, and that's fine. But like when it comes to relationships, it's almost takes a back seat. But meanwhile, everything else is made. You, you can have the other stuff, but if you have a good relationship with your partner or with your family, with your friends, like everything else is just magnified and it's going to be that much better. So it's almost like they need to be switched and we need a, we need a master's degree in uh, relationship. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And I I think I've said this a couple times. Um, You know, one of the things is in our relationships, we often wait to invest until it's dire. And so it's like we wouldn't wait to invest in our retirement until we were retired. So don't wait to invest until 
there's really a big conflict. I mean, build the tools in advance um, because like you said, every relationship over the course of a long-term relationship is going to hit um, many rough spots and they're going to be for different reasons. Um, there are going to be periods of time where you and your partner kind of wake up every day and you're like, how did I get here and who are you? <laughs> and you're going to go through lots of, of changes physically and mentally and your interests are going to change cultures change around you so the best thing that you guys can do for each other is is build those tools to um and that trust and that respect to know that you will get through those and you can ride those those waves and those changes um so i agree with you it, it's it it's a it's a flipped model and we need to spend a lot more time um investing but it's it's crazy it's it's hard because I think, you know, the biggest barrier that people experience in, in reaching trust and respect um, in long-term successful relationships are just that we're afraid. And we're afraid to really be who we are. We're afraid to talk about the really, really super hard stuff because we don't want to hurt people. I think in our hearts, most of us are kind. Um, so we don't want to say the hard things. We don't want to say something that even though it's meaningful to us might actually hurt our partner. And, um, you know, I think we're also afraid that our needs aren't going to get met. What if I ask and I get rejected? What if it's something that my partner can't do? What if I share this about myself and then they don't like me anymore? Um, and some of those fears come up because I think we may not feel worthy of love um, and that we may feel not so confident about ourselves or we really truly just are afraid we're going to, break our relationships but really successful relationships won't won't break when we're honest and vulnerable and authentic they'll break when we aren't yeah it's so true and i, I love the quote i'm i don't even know who it's from but it is uh something along the lines of the measure of success in your life is based on the amount of difficult conversations you have and it goes along those lines of being true to yourself and in examining and not taking the easy route and and taking making the effort to have that uncomfortable conversation and it it's hard but it just it's like you can operate and and not address that and kind of be afraid to expose yourself and you might be kind of cruising through life going okay but or you can really take that step it's going to be a little bit harder and have those difficult conversations but when you come out the other side you're going to be so much better for it and and your life is going to be taken to like another level that you didn't even know was there before. Yes, correct. And and there's something that is so freeing about being in a relationship where you can talk about anything and and there there's a recognition that nobody's perfect. People are human. Um and when we feel confident in ourselves and when we know ourselves and we know that we have value, we can let go a lot. So I kind of, I kind of think of it as a fist and the more scared you are and fearful, the tighter your fist is, but the more that you feel confident in yourself and, and comfortable with yourself and your partner, then you can just open up that, those palms and, um, and kind of release all the possibility um, that, you know, we hold back when we're afraid and we've, we've got everything closed up tight. 
and it's but it's it's hard and we do have to have a measure of confidence that no matter what we're going to be okay and um you know we try to support our best intentions and we if if people can keep in mind that their partner comes to the table with their best intentions I mean, most of the time, and there are cases where it's it's it may not be true, but I'd say most of the time, most people are coming with a desire to do the best thing possible. And if we can keep that in mind, it also allows us to be more forgiving because um, no one's going to do everything right all the time. And so I, I had a conversation recently with someone about, okay, you're in a difficult moment and you're looking at someone and they're really struggling you have a choice. You can de-escalate a conversation or you can escalate a conversation. And I think the more often we can de-escalate conversations with kindness and actually reach out and reach out to each other um, in, a, in a much kinder, understanding way, uh, then I think we have a much greater chance of success. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I was along those lines, I was going to ask you, for someone that's listening who is kind of afraid to have those difficult conversations, are there any specific things besides knowing that in the end it's going to be okay? And and I do love that. And Or I kind of say sometimes, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to be yeah. better off for doing it than not. So are there any other tools for our listeners to really tackle those conversations and those things that they're kind of afraid of doing? Oh, yeah, I think that the top one is the one we just talked about, which is knowing you'll be okay. Um, the other is really having faith um, and approaching it with kindness. Um, I think sometimes when people are afraid and they're, they're, they're going to do something difficult, um, you know, sometimes it's, they can, it, it's easy to be uh, maybe sometimes a little harsher even. Um, or to you know, but but to be to be strong in in the face of someone else's response and knowing and thinking through, okay, this is maybe what the effect that this is going to have. This isn't going to be easy, and they may not respond well. But to just have faith and be confident in that moment, and hold love in the equation and kindness in the equation. So if you can sit in front of someone and understand their pain and sit with them through their pain. Um, even if you know that what you're saying is causing it, that I think is the best that we can do is we just sit with each other in that moment and, and we can stay through the process. Yeah. And, and it's not always easy. In fact, a, a lot of times it is hard, but it's easy to not do anything. So having those hard conversations and addressing the issues is in the long run, uh, our listeners and, and Sarah and I and our relationship, we're going to be better for it. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to sit with someone when you know that you are causing them hurt or that something that you are doing is or need or want is maybe something that's going to be a challenge. But if you have faith in yourself, in the person across from you, and just have faith in, in the flow of life, then I think it makes it easier because in the end you do know that it will be okay. And if you don't say something, it's just going to be worse. It's actually going to be worse for the person sitting across from you because you're not being honest and they're going to be confused. Absolutely. And just using a business analogy, it's kind of like an entrepreneurial sense it is scary like if if you're 
doing a new business, a new project. There's so many reasons to not put yourself out there and, and it's just easier to not, <laughs> to not do Correct. anything, but the rewards of, you know, starting your own business, working for yourself, all that, it, it's a lot of challenging, uh, challenging times, self doubt, all that. But if you can push through it, just like in a relationship, you're going to come out the other end and, and it's going to be better. Yeah, and the relationship will be stronger. I mean, the you know, you you test it and you you kind of get a measure of its strength and when you and that helps build that trust and it helps build that respect. So if you can keep treating each other with that respect, which a lot of it is based on on kindness and thoughtfulness, um then that those those moments of difficulty actually build the strength into the relationship over time. Well, we would love to continue to pick your brains. All of this is great information, but now we're going to move forward to the lasting love round. Okay. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Um, and this I'm, I'm actually uh, stealing, I think, um, from, I think it's John Gottman, you know, the, the, the relationship guru. And it really is hug each other, kiss each other every day. Um, even when you are tired and you want to just go to bed or you're rushing out the door to go to work, stop, take that moment to actually physically connect with one another, look each other in the eye, give each other a hug and a kiss. And that is something that is so easy to do and wish each other well as they go about their day. I love that one. I think for Chase and I, we both you know work from home, so it's easy for us to kind of let the days go by and not, not pay attention or be grateful for each other. So that is something that we try to do every once in a while is just pop in and give each other a kiss or a hug and just show appreciation for each other. Right. Well, and I, I think of, you know, couples that have been married for some length of time, you know, you're, you're, you're leaving for work, maybe you forget to brush your teeth or your hair is still sticking up and, you know, you might be in your sweats or something and it's like, oh, they don't want to be near me. And it's like, no, still just reach out and, and, and do it. There's, there's a lot of reasons why we can give ourselves excuses for not doing it, but just do it. Put a note by the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And once you get in the habit, it just becomes, you want to be thoughtful about it, but then, but then if you're both doing that and you're in the habit of doing it, it it's going to help everything in the relationship. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationships? Um, well, I mean, of course, my, my first inclination is, is the resource that I created, which is Relationship Reveal. Um, and it's actually a very hands-on tool that helps people, uh, you know, invest in themselves every day, every week, every month, and, and gets to, to deeper issues and gets people having conversations. Besides that, though, um, there is a, a, there are at least a couple books that I've just are my Bibles and I love them. Um, for relationships, Hold Me Tight by Dr. Sue Johnson, um, and The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman and Nan Silver. Um, I really like the work that Hold Me Tight is based on. I'm a big uh, attachment theory believer, and I think one really great resource for couples, you know, to go all the way back where we started, knowing yourself, um, attachment theory and understanding your attachment style is invaluable for understanding how you're going to relate to your partner and how you behave, um, particularly in conflict. Um, 
And it's, it's really invaluable to know where you're coming from in terms of, of your attachment practices. And what attachment is based on is um, John Bowlby's theories about how children from infants uh, and on, how they learn to attach to their caregivers and how that affects people later on in life. It's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, it's super important, and those are great recommendations. And could you just tell our listeners a little bit more about the uh, card game? I, I know you mentioned the resource, but you didn't say it was a card game, and, and I, I really love the idea. Yeah, so um, what I did was I identified the 64 skills that um, people really need to be able to understand and at least be able to practice to be successful in their relationships. And I put them on cards and gave people activities that they can do. So you can take the card deck, and uh, the simplest exercise is to take a card from the deck and talk about it. There's a question on the back. So, um, for example, uh, in the on the kindness card, the back says, "What kindnesses have you experienced?" And you know, people can talk about, "Wow, you know, yesterday I was at the store and someone opened the door for me." Or it can be bigger than that, but it starts to generate the conversation of then, what does kindness look like to you and your relationship? So your partner can understand that that feeds into the love languages thing. But um, that's one of my favorite questions that couples can ask each other is, what does that look like? Help me understand it better so that I can help meet that need. Um, but then with the cards, you can sit down with yourself, and this is great for singles as well, or you can sit down with your partner. There's two decks in the box. And you can do everything from a values exercise to determine, um, you know, what are your relationship values? And those will help guide you through the course of your relationship. You check in on them periodically. How are we living our values? What values are the same? What values might we want that are different? And if that's a core value of yours but it's not of mine, how do we make sure that need is getting met for you? Uh, one of the more fun exercises I think is every year coming up with what is your vision for the year? So you use the cards through um, an activity to select what do you want to accomplish that year? So there's cards in here about fun and play or learning and growing and then getting underneath. Okay, if learning and growing is part of our vision, what does that look like? Okay, well, let's take a relationship class. We'll go to the Gottman Institute or on a, on a spiritual retreat through our church and, um, you know, let's get that signed up for, okay, who's going to be responsible for that? So it actually takes you from a high level of, oh, you know, let's take a vacation to a sunny place down to some very specifics. So there's lots of different ways you can use the tools. Um, even just reading through the guidebook and looking through the cards helps people really understand what it is they need to be able to do and what's important. Great. Well, we'll be sure to add those books that you mentioned as well as uh, Relationship Reveal on our show notes page on idopodcast.com. Oh, well, thank you. We've been married for two years now. Is there any advice you would give newlyweds? Uh, start how you mean to go on. Take the time now to invest in um, how you handle conflict how, you know, what's going to be important to you. Have conversations now so you learn how to, uh, what your needs are. So, for example, in conflicts, I go back to my earlier example, who, you know, who needs to walk away and think about things before they can come back? What do you do when you need space? Um, so talk about all of those things 
uh, now rather than waiting until it becomes a crisis. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Um, I, investing in yourself and you know, knowing, again, knowing who you are and knowing what you want um, in your relationship. And I'm going to go back to your earlier question about what advice would you give newlyweds. I would take some time for both singles and anybody in a relationship, but particularly newlyweds. What is your vision for your relationship? What is it you want out of it? What is important to you in that relationship? And how are you going to make sure that you get it? And so for someone who's single, if those things are important to you, you know, how do you, how do you think you do with that particular skill, desire, value, um, and what might you need to be doing to, you know, improve your own relationship skills. And once you know what it is you want, you can hold that vision out there and you know, I, I am a strong believer in, um, uh, manifestation. And so if you have that vision out there and you trust the process and you know where you're going, then the universe really conspires to make it possible and puts all the things in place to, to help you make it happen. I love that. And it kind of goes along the lines of, uh, we had Eric Newton on the podcast and he talked about creating a mission statement for your relationship, mm -hmm. which is a kind of a vision. And Sarah and I actually, we still haven't done that. So that was, that was almost a month ago. Now we need to do that. Cause I think that is so valuable and you share it with your partner. And, and if you are single, you know what you want to expect when you go in, but, but certainly, uh, I think it'll be valuable for our listeners and for uh, Sarah and I. Yeah, I, I do a lot of vision boarding with people. Um, it's kind of just a passionate hobby of mine. And one of the things that we do is, you know, for people who are looking for a relationship, and that's kind of the big thing that they want to manifest for themselves. They've got the, the job, they're, you know, in a financially good place, they're emotionally in a good place. So what does that look like? And that's also a fun way to come up with that vision is to, um, is to do a vision board. And uh, it helps get at the emotions and the feelings of what you want your relationship to be about. And so for a couple to do a vision board together um, is a really powerful process. And it's just a lot of fun. It's basically art. It's like going back to kindergarten. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Is it like scrapbooking on a board? That'd be awesome. <laughs> it is. I mean, you sit down and you, you look through magazines and you sort of grab what grabs you in terms of that emotional feeling. Um, and then you, you put all of the images together. And for me, I'm a word person. So I also have a lot of words on all my vision boards. Um, and it's just, uh, it connects past the, uh, with your heart versus the filter that we often will place on things. I should do this. Oh, I can't have that. I can't have this. And it really gets to the heart of what you want and the heart of what you want in your relationship. Well, that's great. That's a, another great tool for our listeners and for us. I think we should give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sandra, for joining us today and for coming on the show. So let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, you can find me at relationshipreveal.com or on our Facebook page, uh, Relationship Reveal. And you know, feel free to send me any questions or thoughts that you have. Uh, any comments, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to help with any questions. 
Our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Hi, Sarah here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon, Amazon, or audible.com. All the links are on the bottom of our show notes page on idopodcast.com and in the description for this episode. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. Thanks.
destroy your eyes.